0: Uh, Should we get into the part two of this? Hey, let's let's do it. We are now. Should we do an official welcome? I think we should. Let's just get that intro music playing.
1: You cannot wash your hands
0: of the things that you've created.
1: You cannot play God then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes you can't
0: hide from the things that you've done anymore. Welcome back to another week of of Beers, Beats and Battlestar Ericsson. That is the name. For you, it has been one week. And for us, it has been just enough time to cool down the room with the air conditioning and grab a couple beers. Listen to a couple of weird songs. We did listen to some Crazy Ex-Girlfriend soundtrack because I had the song in my head, Put Yourself First in a Sexy Way. Uh, which is one of the ones that I often have in my head, and I the other one is the first penis I saw, which is a really good like Mamma Mia kind of like type song. It's like the first penis I saw, first penis, very first penis. So that's a really great track as well. I don't know if I ever mentioned this on the podcast, but I did see the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend show live, and they were just um, such a sure talented you said, group of people. Pretty sure you mentioned it. I mean. Guys, <laughs> it's one of the most exciting things that ever happened to me in my whole life. Anyway, so we are talking about Blood on the Scales. Season 4, episode 14. Absolutely. And we are still kind of... Well, actually, we've sort of done a weird thing with the beer. We're actually drinking a beer from last week for us. That we never Two weeks got ago to. for you. Uh no, three weeks ago. Did we drink beer on the webisode episode? I don't we think drank we did. Rosé. Oh yes. So this is from a while back. At this point,
1: it takes two, which applies to so many people in this episode. It does. It also applies. Um, just because this was the dedicated double... to Gator and Zarek. Dedicated yes. to Roslin and Adama.
0: I would mostly like to dedicate this to Gator and Zarek. Give I them this it. their last episode. It takes two to frack up a revolution. It takes two. It does. <laughs> there's a song called it takes two. It takes two. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cater and Zarek. Put it in the musical. Um, We would actually love, I don't know if we've ever done a shout out for this before, but if you have a song that you'd be like dying to get into the Battlestar Galactica musical. Oh my God. Please send your suggestions. There's
1: nothing in this world. I want to talk about more. Do I want to talk about my impending move? No. Do I want to talk about everything I'm stressed out about? No. Do I want to talk about the Battlestar Galactica musical? All of the a time.
0: times, yes. Absolutely. We are going to start up like a Google Doc where we can just like insert things in and like we can edit it on our own time, but then we're still hanging out. I actually
1: of. had a moment the other day where it was just me and my dog and I thought of something really funny for the Battlestar Galactica musical and I looked at my dog and I says... No one will ever appreciate me for my true talent, which is composing (laughs) this musical.
0: I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And I think your dog appreciates you. She does in her own way. And there's probably like five or six other people in the world. We'll find them. We'll find those people and we will perform for them. Boy, will we? Yes. It will be Kaylee's triumphant return to New York. Or we will take it to the stage in Chicago with no rehearsal time. Woo! Yes. Either way.
1: It's going to be brilliant. It's
0: going to be amazing. So listen, you want to know about this episode? I want to know
1: about this episode. It was directed by Wayne Rose. He's done a few episodes in season three and four. And more and more people on the
0: BSG list will be contributing to the Caprica series as well. Ah. Oh, so Ronald D. Moore's podcast that he recorded for this episode, he recorded it from... The Caprica Riders' Retreat, Ooh. crossing over worlds. And he is drinking Woodford Reserve bourbon, which he seems to do when he doesn't have scotch on hand. Interesting. It is harder to find in this set of countries in Canada. I feel like it is not, you know, always as readily available as mm. your bourbons. I always feel like the scotch is quite overpriced in the bars. it is Tis. Tis an because overpriced people will pay for it. thing. But there it was also written
1: uh, this episode was written by Michelangelo, nice. who's also done a handful, and will also work on Caprica.
0: There are also a ridiculous amount of deleted scenes in this episode uh, that I th- really sad annoyed. and then one of them I sent to you, uh, which was I think a Baltar and Baltar and Rosalyn one that. Anyway, but I think we're going to post that up when we post the episode. So, I'm just putting it in here. I don't remember really you sending me a thing. Oh, I sent you a clip because the Mary McDonnell website has a bunch of deleted scenes on it. So, we can That's share fun. them. Um, so, when there's, when she's in them, we can share them. But there are some really great deleted scenes that I feel like really add to this. And I'd just love to see them like within the show. I wish, wish they would do that, but they don't. But one of them, which I will post, well, this is a reminder to us when we edit the episode to go and you know post that when we put it up because it's great it's an amazing scene and i'm so sad that it was cut i am curious to watch it now because i don't i don't think i did yes um but yes anyway um he refers to i don't remember he refers to people as angels and villains um, I don't know what that's in regards to, but it's kind of funny. But I think he uses that throughout the episode. Probably
1: kept it simpler when they were
0: writing yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. And then he just brought that in. Right.
1: So I don't want to put this out there and then have you analyze it every time. But I feel like when a character who doesn't usually do the previously on does the previously on, it's like a kiss of death. Maybe. yeah, Cause It's Gator. It's Gata, and one of the last times it was D. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. It's really sad. Look, I already know what happens in the end of this episode. It, of this episode. I watched it. I remember I was there. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I wasn't. You, you texted there. me about it. I did. Look, this is a hard episode for me. If I was feeling a You're little bit... You're putting on a
1: really brave face right now.
0: I know. If I was feeling a little bit, you know... Less uh, under the weather, I would I would have the whiskey out for this one, mm. and I will pour one out a dumber style for these guys. You know what we might do though? What?
1: In complete contrast to the feeling of this pop episode, the champagne. we might pop this little bottle of champagne because my very good friend Shannon just had a baby. Oh my
0: god, it's got a little it has Aww. a little pacifier on it.
1: Uh, I went to we call those
0: dummies dummies you never heard that before no because i've heard pacifier but we call them dummies
1: is it like because when you're dumb you don't talk
0: uh i don't know where you are the one who always looks into these expressions i etymology is my favorite thing like That's we were talking earlier <laughs> about the expression up the duff we were which means to be
1: pregnant which comes from sort, sort of long history of pudding
0: being a metaphor for a penis and duff being a kind of pudding yep Anyway. It's, a, it's an interesting expression that I never thought about before. Uh, yes. So when you looked at that, I went to say dummy. I don't know why they're called that, but we can look it up. What do we We call them? Pacifiers. Bink- binkies, oh, binkies is the
1: like weird.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't know. Goofy little kid term. Anyway, anyway
1: my lovely friend Shannon just had a, a beautiful little girl named Gemma, oh. who I assume is Gemini's
0: yes Uh, of course that's exactly people always name their babies after absolutely after um Battlestar Galactica and at
1: her baby shower they gave out bottles of champagne which I thought was the most generous gift that's very cute right has a little oh you just want me to hold this now no
0: no no. just don't put it where the plant is because you're squishing him (laughs) you can cut that out I just like I didn't want to say it I was trying to like just pull it out and put it back but now we've said it it's fine all right anyway Gemma Gemini's Gemma
1: Gemini's Gemma.
0: So well, we might pop a little champagne for
1: Gemma for this episode. I think we should dedicate. Have a bright spot. Yeah. Uh, and a plus one in the survivor count. Yeah. I think we should dedicate this episode to
0: Gemini's Gemma. Sweet Gemma. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. This is your first. To Shannon and John. Podcast shout out. Aww. I want to be, I want to have the money to send out champagne when I have a child.
1: Yeah, I think they—they <laughs> they, her husband is uh, an owner of a restaurant, so that's the baby shower lasted ah. for like seven hours. And okay, everyone got champagne.
0: <laughs> Okay, great. Because, uh, like, that's goals. Because for me, it's like, I feel like it would be the opposite. Like, I'd be like, cool, I can't do anything forever. I'm just going to be here on my couch. You can give me stuff. Yeah, because I have no money, but right. now I have to also support another human. <laughs> like, where I'm at now, if I got up the duff, if you will, that would be my situation. Whereas, like, goals is like, hey, I just brought this child, like, this really expensive child into the world. But I'm going to buy you a gift.
1: Yeah, I think the champagne may have been donated. Um, uh, Okay. From perhaps the restaurant. Well, that's nice. Anyway. Then
0: I want those goals too. Yeah. I mean, alcohol brands are good people to be friends with. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anyway. anyway,
1: we need to celebrate real life while we mourn fiction.
0: Look, it's very sad. And just the arc of these two characters. But guys, I just want to let you know, I'm not quitting the podcast because Gator has died. I'm so relieved. Because if he killed himself, maybe that would be different. But this arc is like... Whilst not good, I still like dark character arc around this amazing actor. There's also possibly some discussion that should be had
1: about the sort of Hollywood trope of making the disabled character into a villain. But I don't think Gaeta is a tried and true villain.
0: No, I don't think that he is. And we talked about this last episode, which for us was not that long ago, where I think that he genuinely thinks that he's on the right side of history. I don't think that he's a villain. I don't think this show, there's like kind of moments where he's put off as a villain. But I think that overall, the general kind of consensus is that he thinks he's doing the right thing. And there have been times when Adama and Rosalind have done some really fracking shady this is shit. This true as heck. Yeah, and so I think that we always are just sort of on their side because they're the good guys, but they've done some, made some real like insane, some decisions. real shady calls for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. So I just think that it's all about perspective and point of view. I think you know Zarek a little more on the evil side, but. Even still, I think, I mean, he's just self-serving. Sarah,
1: he is self-serving, but I do think some part of him believes in the lofty goals they were trying to attain through horrific means, mm. which I think he was the one doing the horrific means. Yes. Gata was not on board
0: with that part no. of the plan. They probably should have hashed that out at some point. Hey. Let's talk about it. It's like people getting married and then not talking about kids before they get married.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's Like, Like, hey, what do you want out of this revolution, buddy?
0: Yeah, exactly. You've got to have the chat. What's your death count? Yeah, exactly. What's your acceptable number of dead people? Innocent people being killed for the sake of it. Yay, nay. Leaders being killed without a trial. Yay, nay. These
1: are basic
0: fundamentals
1: of a revolutionary relationship. Absolutely. They need to hash out. We should write a book. My goodness! So you want to start a revolution? <laughs> so all of the previous episode happened before ten forty one a.m. It's crazy. Which is when we These start time the second is episode. Fracking brilliant. Really it was helpful. A brilliant idea. You might have thought this happened over the course of several days. Do mm. so we basically open on uh, Roslyn's raptor getting away, and they've sent out? pilots to shoot it down and those pilots specifically are Hot Dog and narcho. They really want Hot Dog to do it. And Hot Dog is... He's in place. Great. He is like, yeah, I gotcha. I'm all over it. I'm just going to first maybe wait for an ID just to see who is in the ship. A.K.A.
0: Just follow procedure because that's one of our guys and I just want to know if, you know, there's something happening. He plays it really well too where he's not
1: and his first instinct is not uh guys i can't do this uh i'm i'm going against you i'm disobeying orders he really stretches it out for as mm. long as possible before narcho jumps in there yeah narcho he... has really annoyed at him yeah Rosalind gets on the line cuz she understands what's happening and announces her presence on board narcho's like
0: fire you gotta fire and hot dogs like i don't know it's the president yeah like this seems wrong uh, which is correct. Ten points. He makes a
1: good call and yeah. he
0: stalls for just long enough. Meanwhile,
1: Gaeta uh, decides, because they've recaptured Ty and Adama after the whole grenade situation. He says, send Ty with the prisoners, but bring Adama here for further humiliation. Yes. Yes. And while all this is happening, Nacho d- jumps over Hot Dog, not like. A actual jump but just swooshes but I did imagine that, hot dog. yes and that would be like if you could frog. just jump in space like a few feet that's mm-hmm. an interesting
0: concept take a lot of I calculating, do calculating like as we know hot dogs free thought here I think this is always an interesting thing with this show is when characters are like I'm not just gonna blindly trust authority I like that too yeah it's a, it's a good quality yeah hot dog really made the right call here and actually was Nacho already a pilot and hot dog became one I
1: don't think know. that's true. I don't remember hearing Nacho's name until Unfinished Business, but I think he's been around for a long time. But Hot Dog was like Hot Dog was one of the people the train. trainees when Cat yeah. came in. Yeah, yeah, which was early days, but still, like we saw him getting trained within the show. Yeah, I think Nacho was a pilot already. Anyway, Nacho fires. He accidentally hits the base ship instead of the raptor. He doesn't.
0: Athena is just a boss pilot. That's not Athena, but oh, it's a six. It is. It's a. It's it's like a random battle. Eight. Eight. Yes. I always get the numbers mixed up. Oh, I, I thought too. it was Athena for some reason. No,
1: Athena was, is still in the group that just escaped oh, the break. Oh, frack, yes, she is. Yeah. Okay. It's hard because can, they look the same. It's actually smart, though. They made that Cylon uniform, though, because she's in that black uniform, ah, which says so like, I'm, just not, I'm not part of the civilian. Okay, but she's a good
0: pilot. She's great. Because she just, like, whew, she out goes, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. maybe she took. And uh, then Athena the missile hits too. the base ship.
1: Mm. They board the base ship. Tori is there to greet them and to be like, we, we gotta jump. We all agree. all three of us in this room and everyone else who is presumably also on board, but not in this scene agrees (laughs) that we need to jump and save ourselves. Rosalyn is, she's going to save her man. She, stand by your man.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, Beautiful.
1: She's like, hey, just why don't you just scoot yourselves into the middle of the fleet? Just do a little scoot and give Adama some time because mm. he's going to figure gonna it out. He's going to sort it out. He's going to. She believes in him. Yeah. And she's right, too. Gaeta has Adama and he is he's trying and failing so hard to intimidate him. Mm. Just all of this. Adorable. I'm going to ask you one more time. <laughs> Come on. Adama takes his like special boss jewelry off that was made for him by the famous jeweler of Galactica. Yes. Mm-hmm. Same
0: ship as a tattoo artist. And I says, think. you're the Admiral now.
1: You call Rosalind and you make her laugh.
0: Yeah. It's great. She's not coming back. It's a great line. And
1: once Gator realizes what the Bay ship is doing, he, he gets word that they are moving into the fleet. And oh, using the fleet Adama cover. knows that's His Rosalind's little move. face. I know. He, I think he falls more in love with her in that moment. Yeah. He's like, my that's, lady. That's my girl. Is
0: amazing. That's my girl. She just, she called that and it's a great move. I
1: love it. Because mm-hmm.
0: he knows the Cylons would jump away. Yeah.
1: If she wasn't there to convince them not to. Mm. Geta decides that, okay, fine. Then the fleet's going to jump away and we'll leave the base ship here. Mm. Spin up the FTL while we wait for my man, Zarek. Mm-hmm. Okay, so thirty nine thousand six hundred and three and I'm scrolling to find it was forty
0: three before I think.
1: Thirty nine thousand six hundred and forty three. So do we lose forty people? Yep. Jesus fuck. Already. So many people so many. in so many. four hours. Yep. Wowzers. We have this scene. So me. It is. It's a rough one. Mm. And that's before the quorum. Absolutely. Frack. The number's gonna go way down the next episode. Yep. They're bringing the whole of Colonial One onto Galactica. Is this a scene with Did the you man notice walking that? again? It is. I think it's actually a fake woman, but who knows? Who knows? It's a better one than it's last time. It's slightly
0: better, but it's still. I still don't understand the point because they could, and they were like, "Look how great! Look how great our technology is!" And now we watch it, and we're like, "Oh, mate." But
1: all I feel like all the ships look really good, but yeah. it's really hard to make a fake person walking
0: for sure. But it's just, it's a good try. It's a good college try.
1: It's like the special effects in the early Harry Potter movies where Mm -hmm. once it's like a fake little kid flying or falling Mm -hmm. or wrestling a troll, that's when it looks the worst. Yeah. The troll doesn't look bad. The fake kid flopping around looks bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're bad at mimicking human movement. Well, that's
0: the whole thing with The Incredibles, wasn't it? Is that the hair was such a big part, like Violet's hair was such a big part of it. And then they realized they just couldn't do it. Mm. And then they really had to like scramble to make it happen within budget. I think I listened to a whole podcast about it. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really interesting. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. Go figure. It might have been on like uh, one of those, like maybe like Adam Grant's Work Life or like Without Fail by Gimlet. I'm not sure. One of those. Curious. Anyway. Anyway.
1: So they have parked Colonial One inside Galactica. Zarek gets off and is being escorted by some people, including Racetrack, and he makes this priest joke.
0: I mean, did okay. you catch this? I just liked it, not for what they said, <laughs> but I liked it because it kind of, like demonstrated that Zarek was like this charismatic guy. Like she's kind of flirting with him and he's like telling, like, it doesn't matter what it's about. She's, he's she's like, like, Oh you. Oh you. And he's like, Oh, I'm just telling this joke. And it's like, you kind of understand that, like, he is this really charismatic guy. Like, he doesn't become a leader like this without it. No,
1: absolutely he's uh, He is really the charismatic leader. He has leader. to be
0: super charming.
1: But also then when you go on, it's just so funny to look at, like, nerd stuff online. So you go on the Battlestar wiki and they're like, well, clearly in this culture they have the same problem with
0: Priests being pedophiles as we have in our culture. Wow. Yes. Okay. That's really deep into it. It was more for me, like less about the joke and more about just the demonstration. But the joke is about a priest wrecking a kid. Well, I mean. Fun times. Fun times. I actually heard a really good podcast, which I really want to shout out here because it actually was amazing. There's a podcast called Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, which is by the last podcast on the left people. And they recently did an episode, I kind of guess, oh, was it the last podcast or was it the last podcast on the left? They recently did an episode just in the wake of the Jeffrey Epstein case. It was, I think, like episode 43. I'm going to look at the number. But they had in a um, this woman to talk about pedophilia and it's just one of the best pedophilia conversations I've heard episode 453 maki yucky world it's called it's Abe Lincoln's top hat and they have Nicoletta Heidegger coming in to discuss like causes for pedophilia and not offending pedophiles and like the barriers that they face and like what it's just it's just a really I've seen some interesting honest
1: documentaries oh yeah there definitely
0: are but I think that like for me like in the wake of like everything that's happened with Epstein recently and obviously, this podcast will be released a couple weeks after we're discussing this. And, you know, there's right. probably a million things have happened between that and now. Uh, but I think in the wake of that, there's people have very basic conversations about this. Um, it's something that uh, has, you know, deeply affected me in my life. And I just really appreciated the discussion that they had. It was just very honest, uh, a lot of, you know, uncomfortable questions and sort of like, I don't know. It was just very forgiving. And um, I think it was a very constructive podcast. And you should all go and listen to it. I will. Yeah. I can and I will. Um, yeah. Anyway. Continue. So Priest Rosalind
1: tricks. is trying to communicate from. <laughs> very the Like the raptor on the base ship. Yeah. It's mm. very like. It's un-Rosalind like a little bit. And just that it gives you the vibes of a mom trying to work a new cell phone. <laughs> She's like, hello. Hello. I'm trying to reach the Battlestar. Like
0: it's a little goofy i'm not sure why she was old-timey but that was fine because that's
1: uh, I, that's you know. how
0: mom's trying to use cell phone sound yeah
1: okay. they sound instantly like they're in the 1920s yes okay yes. i'm Hello. learning
0: so much okay <laughs> we're, we're all learning kind of thing yeah we're all learning here uh
1: so they're in the brig they're in the brig this, Hira, this is here the cylons are dre- dressing their wounds here's just contributing the word ouch.
0: It's very well done. It's really sweet, Say actually. This child actress.
1: Sam is
0: like, what's well, Kidder gonna do? Oh, and Ty this says is he's line. gonna cut off your leg. That's a great line. I called it out last episode because I thought it was then, and it is a fracking excellent <laughs> line. Like, That's fair. It's fair. A leg for a leg? Uh, seems like that's the thing. Yes,
1: It mm, seems like. The least of Sam's worries. Absolutely. Poor boy. Let's... So, Zarek has brought the entire Quorum because he has brought the entirety of Colonial One <laughs> on board. Yes. To keep an eye on them during this quote unquote trial of Udama. While all this is happening, Tyrrell is just sneaking around through the hallways.
0: He's doing great, sneaking all Very the time. Very comedically. It's great. He's
1: not a, he's not a small man, so no. it's just funny when he's like, whoop, gotta hide.
0: <laughs> I also love that in this moment, um, Lampkin calls his two security guards, Winkin' and Blinkin'. <laughs> he does. He's getting dragged in and...
1: I am very appreciative of the fact that the show acknowledged that someone's going to need to feed Jake.
0: I also liked that he said it in the way that Hagrid says it when he gets, you know, when they take him to Azkaban and he's like, well, someone's going to have to feed Fang. I sort of felt like what I read is that he saw Tyrell like jumping into the thing and was like, someone's going to have to feed Jake and was like, that was directed at Tyrell. Like that's I what actually, I saw. I actually, I
1: didn't think of that at all. But now that you've said it, that makes perfect sense to yeah. me. Yes. It looked like he Brilliant. saw Tyrell. And, and then maybe it was like my Harry Potter bias. No, I love it. I love it. So charges are brought towards Admiral Adama. Gaeta's still, he's just got the little admiral wings in his hand he won't put them on he's just fidgeting with them Hmm. he's not quite ready to take on all that responsibility not yet not yet uh they're like you need a lawyer so we brought this fucking guy because he's He's the only one that that we know except there was one lady one time but fracker uh it's like they need a pimp yeah it's just pimping and gimping mother fracking p-i-m-p p-i-m-p Lampkin calls this a field trip for justice, which obviously isn't optional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when he's like, winking and Blinkin' all use me for target practice.
0: Oh, is that when he says it? I had it yeah. earlier in my notes. I love that they're like, he's like, he'll be the judge. And they're like, oh, Tom oh, Zarek. Zarek. He's yeah. like, oh, yeah, we're all at a ship captain's then? Yeah, my note was Tom Zarek, impartial judge. <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh well, all the
1: ship captains are too busy defending themselves from the cylons that are doing absolutely nothing and causing no one any harm at this time absolutely yes wow. uh and adama knows i think in this moment that all gata wants is his respect and mm. he absolutely will not get it to him, <laughs> him and it's so well played it is uh, but lampkin shady lawyer that he is knows mm-hmm. that playing into that will buy them some time so he's like excuse me mr important man but <laughs> i have a little time to just let my client know how serious these charges are yeah it's really important to get like "Mister important men okay
0: i'll allow it yeah okay. yeah it's it's smart. Smart. So before we go to the next scene, because I missed this, I did mention at the top of the episode that there was a missing scene. And I think it's around here, probably before this. It's are visiting Roslyn in the raptor. And she gives him this whole to-do about him not caring enough to choose a side. Again, Aaron Burr oh, no, wait, Aaron Burr was Gator. Anyway, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of no-choosing sides. But just there's so to be much the similarity, weirdly. You know, just... There are parallels between Gaeta and It Bias. feels like an Aaron Burr. Uh, and then <laughs> she tells him, and this is like the best line that I'm so sad never made it in, and we have to share this video. She's like, why do you go light candles and hold hands with yourself? <laughs> 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 and it is just... Hold hands great- with yourself is...
1: Such a beautiful, like, PG version of Go Fuck Yourself. Yeah, exactly. I really love it. It was
0: just a beautiful line. So, we'll definitely put that up. And if we don't, just like, if we haven't put it up yet, just ping it at us because it's a great scene. Yes. Anyway, we can move
1: on. Okay, I'm going to want to watch that. So, Zarek is trying to sell the quorum on Gaeta being the new military leader, and he is
0: really failing. Okay. He's so, also trying to sell himself as the president. Yes. Also uh, failing. I have to interject here with Jump some right in. hot tips. So, in the original script, the quorum agreed and supported uh, Zarek, but he still killed them. What? And apparently, this was the only time, or one of the very few times that Richard Hatch actually, like, complained. You know how all the actors are always like, my character wouldn't do that. Apparently, he was, like, full professional, never did, but in this he was like, I don't think that he would do that yeah what well, would be the point of getting them to agree and then killing them uh, absolutely and so uh anyway so that was a change courtesy of richard hatch that they didn't agree with him sweet professional um, darling yeah richard he was amazing hatch. also i do have a note here that lampkin was originally going to be the judge <laughs> in the tradition of people just getting positions they don't deserve um anyway so that's a note on that
1: that's funny too mm-hmm that's funny, too. Um, I was going to wait, but uh, I'll I'll throw this in here. There's a quote on the Battlestar w- Wiki from Richard Hatch about... Uh, it's not really a quote. It's a summary. Um, his desire for Tom Zarek to get an interview prior to the execution. So he was lamenting the fact that Gaeta had this in-depth talk with Baltar, but you never really got to see what Zarek was feeling, and he wanted to do a Frost Nixon-style interview with Ah. Zarek to get a little more deeply into his motivations and felt that maybe the point of Zarek was kind of missed.
0: Yeah, I mean I think that for Ronald D. Moore the scene with Bolta was so important. The one he had with Gator. He wanted him to have like a final moment. He talks about it kind of at the end. So it's interesting that he didn't feel like Zarek needed that arc in the same way. But I guess that Maybe if they'd both done it it would have been a bit much. It might have been a little cheap. And I think that Gator is definitely someone who has been more important to us and kind of there every day as opposed Where to. Whereas Eric is more of a guest star. Yeah. Yeah. He's never really been on the credits. So it makes sense the decision, but like, yeah, that's that's, you know. Yeah, I think when you're when you're an actor <laughs> you're like, mine is the most important character. <laughs> exactly. I don't think Richard Hatch would actually be like that.
1: No, not at all, but I get I get playing a more complex character than what ends up actually being depicted on screen. where Zarek it, can be looked at as way more of a villain in this episode. Oh, where for sure he can.
0: But we don't think you are. We understand you. We we try. He
1: just knows what it would have taken to succeed mm. and Gaeta didn't have it in him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't agree with those decisions. But I, I don't understand
0: You know what? It's the same thing with, like, studying terrorism and, like, writing about terrorism where it's like, I... I understand. Do I condone terrorism as a ideology? And this is a thing that I find very interesting, particularly in today's climate, particularly in America, that's very divided. I've had this discussion with people where they're like, oh, but I agree, so it's fine. And I'm like, no, 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 you either agree or disagree with a tactic of terrorism. That's it. It doesn't matter what ideology you are or anything like that. It's like you either think that the ends justify the means Or you don't. And so if someone who I agree with ideologically on every single front is doing something abhorrent, I'm still against that act. Regardless of whether or not I think it's moving things forward. Do I think that people should go in and kill people in the cabinet? No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think it's right. Do I think that they're doing the right thing by people? No. But like, I don't think that that means that it justifies it.
1: It makes me wonder if there have been other moments on Battlestar Galactica that we've let slide way more easily that could have been considered terrorism and I wanna think on that maybe for a future episode.
0: I don't know because I'm usually there to call it. You I are you, that, and we have called it yeah, out before. I but think I'm, that in I mean, earlier seasons we had a lot of discussions about terrorism. What counts
1: as terrorism and what doesn't Yeah absolutely.
0: Yeah. I think uh I'm usually You're I'm usually, all over that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean love that shit. <laughs> Not really. I don't love the... It's, uh, it's a fascinating part
1: of our culture.
0: And human, so. just human behavior yes. and like the waves of it over time. And I think that when you study it from a historical perspective, I think that in the time we're in now, people have very clear ideas about what ideologies are behind terrorism. But if you look throughout history, there are like very distinctive waves of ideology that have, you know, driven terrorists motivations and really
1: there's um what i'm thinking of now is a moment in the handmaid's tale from i think the previous season than the one that just aired
0: where there's a bomb oh yeah that's terrorism yeah but But we agree with it's
1: terrorism in a moment where you're like like this is justified but that's a slippery
0: this is slippery slope yeah because on the side of gilead like they think that that's you know they think that what they're doing is correct but then the people protesting Gilead also think that what they're doing is correct. That's and at the what whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so that's what I mean when I say like this these people, like this is why this isn't a villain story necessarily. Like these people think that they're on the right side of they history. They think they are
1: saving humanity. They think they're
0: revolutionaries. Yes. They think that they're saving humanity and, and we'll talk about this them. show's
1: got a few episodes to go,
0: so yeah. we don't even know who it- is on, quote unquote, the right side of history at this Absolutely, time. Absolutely, we don't. So I think that that's always a really interesting thing. Anyway, we digress again. That's what we're best at. This podcast should but really this be was called actually beers, a good... beads, digressions. <laughs> beers, beats, and big long conversations that don't. But this actually, to be fair, is a thematic conversation. That Absolutely. Is well yeah. worth our time and probably what we should and digress to And I think the creators of this show would be proud that...
1: Their episodes were spawning such in depth conversations. Just tell me you're proud of me. That's all I want. Tell us we're good. Yes. Continue. So the quorum has received this speech from Zarek and they respond by sending their white guy who is not Apollo, who speaks when Apollo's not there, (laughs) uh, to stand up and say, Mr. Vice President, we'll get back to you.
0: Yes. Like, please leave. Yes, he yeah. does say, please leave. There, he Zarek says,
1: stand by your president. And basically they're saying, that's what we're doing, Mr. Vice President. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's the moment when he comes out and says, shoot them. And what is really striking for me is how much this moment mirrors times when the skin job silence use the centurions to execute people, mm. regardless of whether they're going to to redownload or whatever yeah um it is this moment where a character we know comes out and says to two randos that we don't know use your guns to kill all those people mm. and they just happily do it
0: yeah mm-hmm. which i think is a lot of like it's a lot of what happens in the military and a lot of things that we've explored a lot in earlier episodes with adama telling people to fall in line Uh, And to do what he says, even if it is going to get get people killed. So, like, it's exactly the same behavior, but it's from a non-military group. And so it's deemed terrorism. But it's exactly the same behavior that Adama has displayed on several counts on this show. Of, like, fall in line. These are your orders. You have to do it. So it's an interesting contrast. I,
1: I don't know that Adama has ever made a call
0: so heartless as this, though. I don't think that it's ever been so heartless but I mean maybe on the on the side of the Cylons it might be perceived like that I, I think yeah. that he's made a lot of tough calls in his time yeah
1: they he and Roslyn absolutely both have I think in this moment Zarek knows these people think they're in power and therefore they
0: wield power because they believe they do and we need to eliminate them you know what's really terrible is that they actually. This is a deleted scene. They actually do have the quorum being shot as a deleted scene. The wreck. Yeah, it's pretty full on, and the aftermath
1: just, is bad enough.
0: Yeah, it's it's really it's really horrific, and then the end of it is like the Battlestar Galactica logo, like a silver like plaque dripping in blood which I thought was really powerful. Um, But even just a scene of like seeing... Like, I mean, sometimes I think I've heard this spoken about maybe on one of Lani Diane Rich's podcasts where like sometimes what you don't see can be more powerful than what you see. That is...
1: That's like spielberg's entire thing mm. that's like what everyone learned from jaws that's mm. and it was because they couldn't get the shark to work famously yeah. that's the story that's hilarious uh but yeah suspense is built through what you can't see yeah and your imagination is scarier than anything even in 2019 that can be shown on screen
0: absolutely i think so too and that's definitely true as someone who was allowed to read whatever they wanted when they were <laughs> a child and not see it which is a really crazy rule Because your imagination is way more scary than the TV. Um, But anyway, the scene was still very powerful. And the blood, particularly the blood dripping on the Battlestar Galactica kind of like a coat of arms logo thing was like really like, wow, okay, wow. Um, Like it was definitely, I think as well, because it was like embedded in the deleted scenes, So they just run like, so the last one had been that, you know funny Rosalind Baltar scene so it went from that to (laughs) this uh so when you're kind of not expecting it you're like oh holy shit they're gonna do this (laughs) so it was a lot it was a lot yeah
1: you know who else thinks it's a lot Gaeta yeah then also Kelly is like invited in to see the aftermath and is like this is murder we didn't agree to murder we didn't talk about murder in our revolution vows (laughs) and Zarek is basically like you need to do a murder For a coup.
0: We're doing a coup. Yeah. You have to do murder. I mean, they did not need to kill the quorum. They could have just flown them away.
1: Although the wiki is full of two members of the quorum were not played by the regular quorum cast members. And so I feel like there's debate about whether they were using stand-in actors because they had to or whether... They intentionally held two of the quorum back and put in, like, hey, you're going to be on the quorum today, vice quorum person, so they could bring back members of the quorum for later. And I genuinely don't remember what happens.
0: Okay. Well, that's exciting for both of us, Mm, isn't it, though? Mm. But we also get Kelly kind of like hesitating in the corridor when it first happens. He's sort of like there. He He's doesn't there? shoot them. Yes, Zarek is there. He gives the order to two random soldiers, and then Kelly's like listens to it happen. Uh, and you get this close up of his face. It's like part I of his. all about that. It's part of his journey. He's like, oh shit, that just happened. That's intense. Okay, that's what his face is. Saying. I think yeah, that makes
1: more sense that There's, that sets off his journey because yes. he he does a one eighty really
0: quickly. I feel no, like I think that was like kind of the beginning of it and then, then when he sees Tyrol, it's like after that's happened which I think is why yeah. he's willing to be a bit more
1: forgiving yeah so Geta and Zarek have this little conversation about how, oh, G- Gaeta's like, we used to have the truth on our side, and now we don't have that, and Zarek just says, the truth is told by whoever is left standing. Which, which is exactly what we've been saying this whole time. And exactly what has been happening forever throughout history since the dawn of time.
0: Absolutely. History. Oh, that's His what's happened before. story.
1: Yes. <laughs> My next note, and I don't know... You'll know this reference is Big Cylon in a Little Tunnel. No. Do I? It's a Chris Farley movie. Oh. And it's the original quote is Fat Man in a Little Coat. No. I think it's from
0: Tommy Boy. Anyway. Don't know it, but I hope that was great for all you Tommy Boy fans. It's, uh, Chris
1: Farley is a revered 90s comedian who is on SNL who died very young. And I think people are still fans of him.
0: Oh, I think I know kind of who he is. I just don't know the movie. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think it's a great movie, but it's a f- funny
1: moment. Okay. Okay. Meanwhile, on the Cylon Bay ship, Tori announces they've had a meeting. They're done. They're jumping away. And Rosalind. Roslyn. Just, <laughs> they're like, Adama's going to get airlocked. And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> she just not. She won't hear of it and she has this great speech about survival but all of her examples of survival about are about survival at the hands of the cylons (laughs) she's like we survived the attack on the colonies we survived new caprica we like every moment she mentions is when the cylons were trying to destroy them (laughs) which is a little awkward it's a bit awkward (laughs) But she's like, Adama, well, he's going to come through and he's going to know who stuck
0: with him Mm -hmm. and who ran. She, her desperation and strength are just amazing. Right? Mm. And how both exist in her at the same time. Mm
1: -hmm. Tyrell finally makes it to the arms locker where, as we've just discussed, Kelly is waiting. And he, I don't think he intended to play it any way that would make, that would like disarm Kelly no pun intended but he just he gets in there and he just starts laughing he's like i give up shoot me i got nothing <laughs> left i'm too fracking tight ty- i can't even get out of this Look, tunnel i feel you it's <laughs>
0: fair. We, we've all we've all been at that moment there we're like sure he what just else do you have he to plays it
1: super silly and casual which is exactly how tyrol has probably always been and then they just have this scene of, like, bros being bros, joking about how his ex-wife was slutty. <laughs> <laughs> Slut shaming's great. Hooray. Right. Yeah. And he can't shoot him. He just says, go, skin job, go. <laughs> <laughs> There's, It is funny to me that he won't let him turn around, though. Like, he has to back... <laughs> <laughs> ass first back into How the tunnel How
0: long is he ass first <laughs> going through that tunnel I think that's a As question only Aaron Douglas knows a big man mm. and it would be hard to turn around
1: it would be I think he can maybe like is it he a can turn? Do, like yeah. a right angle at some point and then keep going forward but I, I I feel like in my heart it's funnier if he is ass first for a while yeah yes <laughs> go okay <laughs> uh lampkin wants adama to sign a statement of innocence (laughs) and i think the logic here it's not explicitly said which i like it's really rare for this show that they don't explicitly say stuff in the dialogue (laughs) i think what adama's trying to say is that acknowledging this trial by way of Signing a sworn statement would acknowledge that the trial is valid and he won't even do that much.
0: And where Lampkin's argument is sort of, but in the course of history, you should have this document. Put it on record, yeah. put your statement on record.
1: And Adama's like, no, mm. this trial is a sham. Mm. And to even sign my name would be taking part in this sham. And then these guys in the back are like, hey, you, no whispering.
0: Yeah. Starbucks slams a man's head into the wall while he's at a urinal. It's an incredible scene, and Ronald D. Moore laughs so much at it, and he says, I hope the men at home think of that every time they go to the men's room. <laughs> that is a direct quote from Ronald D. Moore.
1: <laughs> and let's just spit beer onto the microphone. Oh, yeah, it's a pretty good am great... No surprise that's never happened, honestly. It's a pretty
0: hilarious take. Um, also,
1: there the attention to detail of the men's room, there's like a little bit of water in front of every urinal in the <laughs> shot. I say water because I assume that's what they use to dress the set. And then yeah. it's not actually piss. Yeah. Um. Well, well done. It's great, guys. It's a great. like Really this- made me feel like I was in a men's room, you know?
0: Yeah. It also just like is such a Starbucks move. She just goes out. She's like doesn't fuck around. Nobody his says head, anything.
1: His There's no dialogue in the scene. <laughs> smashes his head in. His pants are still down. She grabs his guns. <laughs> Brilliant. It's a very Starbucks move. I love it. I love how Starbucks Starbucks gets to be in these episodes. Mm -hmm. We have who I am calling Victoria's Secret Angel Six.
0: Her hair is excellent. Her personality is not a thing. It's not a personality. Uh, She
1: is called Lita in the world of the script.
0: L-I-T-A? L-I-D-A. Lita. Because that made me think of low leader and I was like, oh, problematic. (laughs) Speaking of pedophilia, (laughs) um, this was actually a longer scene um before they actually had a full sex scene
1: oh interesting sexy sexy i think sex, this sexy. is just our intro and then we're gonna come back to her later but basically i think gaius is
0: like having a gaius moment and then looks up at her and is like oh hello hello pretty lady oh yeah okay maybe i'm talking about um does this one he, does he have a line about being damaged I think that's going to come later. Oh, I thought it was this. Just a bit. little. Maybe it is. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, one of the scenes he has with her is with them having full sex. I don't know if it was this also, or that. Also,
1: this is his third six. This is his only?
0: third six sex that we know of. Yeah. I was going to say, is it the only? I'm sure. Because
1: we have Caprica Six and we have Head Six. What was her name on Pegasus? Oh,
0: I remember. Yes. I don't remember her name. Pegasus 6. Pegasus 6, her. who a sober, soberer me would have
1: the name of. Mm. And now Lita, Victoria's Secret Angel. Oh, there's six. surely been more. And has He was on that silent ship for a long time. But Head 6. He hasn't. Well, yeah, he has He's, tot- with he's head fucked six. Head 6 more than any 6. But I, that's kind I would of say.
0: his hand in as well. Mm. Or the air. It's never clear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know that it ever will be.
0: Yeah. It's not looking promising.
1: Apollo has this brilliant plan where he's going to throw this grenade to, to like distract the guys and then they shoot everybody. <laughs> and then he walks up to the grenade and picks it up. And he's
0: like, well, I never pulled the pin. And Starbucks like, that's lame. And he's like, if you did it, it would be funny. And I'm sorry, but it's I have so to true. agree. <laughs> it's so Starbuck true. Starbucks would do it and be like, I'm hilarious. I am
1: a hilarious genius. Yeah. And, he... and he, look at how scared you were. Exactly. And also, he... this is another moment where Starbuck is holding two. She's firing two guns at once. I'm not a gun fetishist by any means. I don't like guns. I don't want to be around guns. But there are certain moments in certain pieces of pop culture where people holding guns is really sexy.
0: And this is one of them. Yes. I mean, I think in our last episode, we had uh, Adama and Ty being very sexy with guns. We did. We did. It's a lot of there's a lot of sexy sexy gun gun work in this Mm -hmm. fictional science fiction space show. It is not sexy here. No, please do not. Bring it's your guns. very scary to have real guns around all the time. I don't like it. There are two. There have been too many mass shootings. I'm sure there's been several more in the last two weeks. Probably since, since we recorded. We've just started recording this episode. Look, the way things are going, I went away for, I was at a conference for a weekend, and there were like two mass shootings in two days. I, I was like, I can't. I was like, it's what? So horrifying. It's horrifying. I'm gonna transition out of that with a really whimsical comment
1: mm-hmm. about what. Ten friends from Queer Eye would think about Apollo's puffy shirt. <laughs> Tell it's me, it's so puffy. I think in the middle of all the chaos and everyone getting Can shot, you do it in ten friends. Teeny accent, tiny please. ten friends would just walk up to Leah Dama and say, "You know your shoulder line. Do you see where mine is? That's where my shoulder is. Your shoulder line should be at your shoulder. It's so puffy. It's so ridiculous." <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just my head went in this whole spiral of the queer eye right guys coming <laughs> on galactica Who, and they,
1: what desperate soul would need them the most ty uh
0: maybe or is he
1: just owning his shit already now
0: i think that he's coming to his own i think that Maybe Tyrell they would be into. (laughs) Um, Maybe, I think they would love Rosalind. They'd be like, oh my God, you're a vision. Like, we don't even need to help you. You're amazing. Yeah, Uh, Everything is perfect on you. Um, I really do feel like it would be Tyrell who would be like, oh my God, he just doesn't take pride in his appearance anymore. And like... You know, he got demoted from Captain or he quit or whatever. Dead wife. Kid's not actually his. Yeah, it's been a hard time for our guy. I nominate, a Cylon. I nominate Tyrell uh, <laughs> for Queer Eye. Um, I'm on board. But I'm I think the Fab Five, I mean, I think the Battlestar Galactica could use the Fab Five. I mean, they have so many reporters. Where are their Fab And the Fives? ship is so drab. Absolutely. <laughs> they could use some sprucing, just a few plants here, <laughs> a little bit of paint over there. Cabinets. Um, we could get Anthony to make us. I do with want
1: Jonathan to come in and help Adama with his morning ablutions. <laughs> just be like, just run some
0: fingers through that hair. Just you need a little product, baby. And look under your eyes is a little bit puffy. Just like, <laughs> just dab this it. This is the just crossover that we need. <laughs> We do. We really do. (laughs) I think that ship has sailed. Unfortunately. Oh shit. I mean, the original Fab Five were around before this. I actually don't know what the years are there. It was. I think it was when I was in high school. So it definitely was pre Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, Battlestar Galactica. I think started in either the year after i, I finished 04? high school or my final year uh, i think so that's 03 like
1: three maybe the mini series was and then the series started in 04
0: yeah so this is like my final year of high school okay um so i feel like i definitely watch queer eye at home with my family
1: anyway you know what would allow there to be more gays in space the Fab Five. The Fab Five aboard Galactica, <laughs> redressing like the canteen or whatever. Oh,
0: it'd be so great. Oh my goodness. My the Bar Joe's goodness. Bar.
1: Everything is
0: green. <laughs> <laughs> so much green. It's really drab. This is my favorite tangent. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> so far. I okay. see what you did
1: there. Let's continue. Okay. Uh, Everyone in the brig is trying to escape, but they're all yelling a lot while they're doing it to draw the (laughs) most attention. (laughs) Um. Uh, This is the moment where it's Caprica Six
0: there, picks up Hera, and nobody shoots anybody. (laughs) It's crazy. Imagine that. I think we did discuss this last episode. We did. So maybe just to recap, I am quite amazed (laughs) that Athena is suddenly just on board with Six having her child the entire time. Well, now that Hilo is injured... Yeah, I guess. But like, it's just such a freaking 180. She's like, no six will touch my child. And now six six is like yelling loudly. I have Hera. I have Hera. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, just like I've got my husband, just take her. Um, But maybe it's because she's pregnant. That she feels like less threatened that she's going to take her child. No, I think it's also a survival situation. I know, but still, it's a. She wants to save her husband
1: and her daughter, and she can't physically have both of them. That's true, but still, it's. And Six is not going to help Hilo in the stilettos.
0: (laughs) Six shouldn't even be carrying the baby in those stilettos. (laughs) Seriously.
1: She should have those shoes off, she should be running. I don't know if Battlestar is too dangerous a place to run about barefoot, but it Dude, seems like they could have let
0: me tell you, it does not matter how bad the floors are. It's Barefoot than is stilettos. always better than stilettos. I have to agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just stilettos in the bin. They are terrible shoes. What a horrible idea. I hate them. <laughs> I really like I don't wear heels that often, but they're never stilettos. I have the most sensible high heeled shoes ever. We're
1: also both quite tall.
0: Yeah, but still, I, think, I wonder if I would feel differently about high heels. I've if worn I was stilettos very short before, person. and they stick in the ground, it's and it's they're not useful. No, it's not about high heels. Sure, if you're short and you feel you need them, or even if you're not, even if you're tall and you want them. Sometimes I do. I like to put on heels and be five foot eleven, and I'm like, huh, I'm so tall. Sometimes I can even be like six foot if they're high enough. Um, but it's more like stilettos are very impractical shoes and especially in fricking space and or in survival in situation world. Like it's just a stupid shoe. Like if you work at a Jurassic theme park, you're not rocking stilettos in the halls. I don't care how much of a prissy
1: corporate suit you
0: are. No, you have Give it sensible a break. I'm <laughs> not going to get stuck in things like mud exactly. and dinosaur poop or exactly. whatever. Exactly. Anyway. All right. That would be more advice from Tan France. I think. I think it would be, be. like, I love your outfit. I love everything that's going on. I think we need to here. tone down the heel a bit. Yes. yes. Maybe just like something more s- practical because you know you're on your feet all day. Yeah. But okay, anyway, you can be practical
1: and stylish.
0: <laughs> Sam and Starbuck. <sighs> stay
1: behind to grab weapons off of these dead or unconscious dudes
0: in the hallway. Let's look at next week's count.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's look. And oh no, it was a bad idea. Apollo told them, he said like, leave it. We have to move. And they were like, we'll be right there. And I think that comes from the, especially for Sam, the new Caprica survival that mm-hmm. they had to do. That's yeah. just their instinct is yeah. like strip them of weapons. And he gets shot. I think he gets shot in the neck. It's really hard to figure out exactly
0: where the wound is. His eyes roll back in his head. It's really sad and creepy. It is. And it's funny because still he seems to be alive. And again, I bring up the wrench. Yes. And also the many, many face punches that have
1: killed people, caused deaths. Yet. With one blow. Sam holds on.
0: Mm. Like, I'm not mad about it. I hope he survives. But Maybe also, Cylon
1: skulls are thicker than human skulls. Maybe. We're going to go with okay, that.
0: Let's call I'm it a Cylon thing. Hand wave, hand wave. <laughs> but everyone is still
1: yelling so much in this hallway. And I just wanted to be like, stop yelling. Although you're Ty, not
0: helping anything. Ty does have a great line, which is he says oh, those nut jobs with Gaius. He's like talking about where they're going to go or something, I don't know. Anyway, he's like, it was a good line.
1: It seems like a moment where everyone would have done some ad-libbing because everyone's shouting over each other.
0: Yeah. Uh, But Starbuck,
1: I think at this point, understands the the mission is to take control of the ship again and to rescue Adama, and all of you are needed for that mission, so just go Mm. and leave me here with Sam. Mm Which is really heartbreaking. Yeah. Geta is really, really eating up this moment of telling Adama off. <laughs> and Lampkin is doing these silly things like objecting to the court proceedings <laughs> that are completely being ignored. Zarek gets a call and the person on the phone says, hey, just FYI, Ty and all of the silence they were holding prisoner escaped. Because you kept them all in one place and probably only had like one or two guards. And that was maybe not the best idea.
0: And Zarek totally lies Zarek to Zarek hangs
1: up the phone and says, oh man, Saltai was killed.
0: <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Great acting work there, Zarek.
1: Yeah, he, he does well. And then Adama is immediately found guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Impartial judge. Lampkin is basically just there to say things like, this isn't a trial, it's an asylum. <laughs> <laughs> Rosalind cuts in with a broadcast again about how uh, there's chaos aboard Galactica, but the Cylons won't actually harm you, and please don't jump, and please shut down your FTL, so we know you're not going to jump. And it was Leoben who helped her make that broadcast with some Cylon machine that he was just sitting on.
0: Yeah, look, they just had it around. Henry, space science... And you know what this show loves? A fake-out dream sequence. You know what else
1: this show loves? I don't know. What else? A pen to the neck. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) I forgot
0: about the pen (sighs) to the neck.
1: The guy walking Lampkin to wherever he's being walked, presumably an airlock. Cause the guy he's who a useless took fuck. Lampkin's
0: sunglasses, which was a crime. Oh, he did. Yeah, that's because he, he so stabs right. him in the neck and then just takes the sunglasses yeah. back.
1: He draws on Starbuck. Uh, and that's when Lampkin mm. pulls that pen Yeah, that really... All the pens should be confiscated. <laughs> it should be, like, the first thing that you do when you have anyone in custody for any reason. They keep just being like, Jerry, you can have a pen. They really, ch- What are you going to do with the something? pen? something to
0: the expression, like, the pen is mightier than the sword. They really just, like, take that and run with it. in this, The uh, penis mightier. <laughs> that sounded like penis mightier. That was supposed to. Oh, okay.
1: Famous SNL Jeopardy sketch. Oh,
0: I see. Mm. I...
1: Hmm. SNL isn't
0: so much of a thing in Australia growing up as it you is You know here. what?
1: It's not good most
0: of the time. But I love it here I watch it every week. Oh, do but you? it was only since I came here that I like I used to sometimes see a skit if there was a really good one like cycling, but like it's not really on it might be on television late at night, but it's not really like broadcast anywhere on any of our streaming services, so you sort of just get like what's on YouTube and that sort of only started happening recently. It so was always just a cool thing to watch as a teenager
1: because it was sure. on late at
0: night, and it was a little. Sc- but it scandalous. feels like it's a really big part of New York. It does feel that way for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I didn't like I was like oh yeah this is this show like it's just a thing that's been going on forever. I'd never really thought about it when I moved here. It just felt like it was such an important part of being a new yorker in a way in a weird way as a
1: new yorker attending one of the after parties and feeling really cool about it oh
0: yeah but i took you there (laughs) yeah i know
1: that's what i'm alluding to
0: (laughs) i love it that i took you
1: (laughs) it was very cool
0: um i've been to a few of those never met anyone famous though we saw famous people from afar did we
1: we did we saw cast members
0: oh did i i was too drunk to remember we had a night evidently that one night that was the Buffy prom night it was yeah I feel like uh, every time I've been there I've been like I'm gonna go and I'm not gonna be drunken every time I'm blackout because it doesn't start until like 3 a.m. 3 30 or 4 yeah <laughs> it doesn't start till 3 a.m. and then my friends insist that we don't go until 4 and I'm like but it already starts at 3 yeah <laughs> that's way Can too we late just be there classic New York like party starts at 3 a.m. no that is like three hours after you go to bed <laughs> obviously but obviously not because you've been several times. Yeah, because how can you resist that? Mm. Like, how can you resist SNL after party? You just can't. It's a pretty cool thing. Even if you're from New York. Anyway. It's true. It was cool. Yeah.
1: I thought it was cool. Continue. <laughs> so Lampkin did this pen stabbing just to save himself but he and get his sunglasses back and get his sunglasses back but important. he also saves starbuck in the process and she's like hey you have to save us more you have to help us we have to get him to coddle and he's like mm, no I'm good and then he has a crisis of conscience <laughs> I didn't. yeah didn't know he had one but didn't know he had one on. either I don't know what has motivated him but uh, apparently he's gonna help out in the CIC, we find out that there are 35 other ships in the fleet, which thank you for those numbers. It's very useful because I genuinely had no idea at this point how many we had left. Yeah. Ten of them shut down their FTL. Twenty-five of them are still ready to frack and jump. Mm. And Gata's like, no, that like Rosalind did us a favor. Now we know who's with us and who's against us. Mm. So only send the jump coordinates to the ships that still have their FTL drives on. Mm, pretty smart yeah and he makes a little call it's like or no i think everyone's there in the room at this point says send some men and some guns and get adama
0: and bring him to the launch tube and take him out and here's where we get the dream sequence that (laughs) ronald d moore calls says i can't even defend it it's a cheap shot uh it so is. at least they particularly he, love a dream sequence where an important character dies and that they can put in like the picture the for the episode yes. and the dun uh he was like he kind of talked about it for a bit and he's like yeah but like we wanted to and he's like nope, no i just i can't i can't defend it it's cheap <laughs> we asked writers love to do it so. if they had never done it before <laughs> but they have They've done it a few times yeah
1: <laughs> Uh, we just, we did miss one tiny little scene of Kelly abandoning the firing squad and having feelings in the candle hallway. Oh yeah, he does. He does. He has a lot of feelings. Lee gets him to say where they're taking Adama and he's like, well, I'm going to come with you now.
0: I'm on your side. Yeah.
1: So Gaius has this fake out dream. I'm curious about the white fabric on the chest and if that means anything or if that was just like i don't know just they were like put that in it's effect. a dream sequence or i it seems like it could be something J- taken from real history of
0: yeah maybe i mean i think they probably did it for that one picture of him clearly being executed right i want to i'm gonna look
1: it because up because they I'll don't have it on anything
0: they don't have it on gator and zarek at the end no
1: certainly not
0: it just made me wonder if they pulled s- from some actual hmm piece of reality. The really shocking thing that we have that follows that, which is even more shocking than Adama being executed, is Gaius Bolta turning down sex. Right? Uh, Which he doesn't do immediately. No, but he does. He's like, oh no, they're going to kill Adama. Oh, but
1: this is nice. This feels nice. I like this. And then he's like, wait. (laughs) What if I didn't have sex? (laughs) And while he's having this inspirational moment where he's like oh i should really go back and help all these people that i left behind he still manages to say shit like i scorn their provincial intellect
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah he does his whole thing about like what he really thinks about them and they're
1: always trying to make him feel better which i feel like is partially i think it's Victoria's Secret Angel 6, who has inspired this moment because she's like, I just want to make you feel better. I have no other purpose in my existence. Oh, it's so bad.
0: Yeah. But we, she's like, wait a minute.
1: That's what everyone else always does, except you're prettier than them.
0: And with really great hair. Great hair. Good wig. That's uh, a great nice wig. Nice work. I would like one of those. I wonder what I would be like if I had nice hair. Just like really flowy, curly angel just hair? Just like a lot of hair. Hmm. I have like a very small amount of hair. It always made me feel, you know, I always wanted the luscious. Have you grown it out? Yeah, it doesn't grow.
1: Roslyn sends a message to Galactica. Says, surrender. You have five minutes. We're going to
0: blow you up. She is so
1: powerful. It's so great. It's so great. She maybe shouldn't be in charge of the ship and all of its weapons and all of their decisions. But whatever. It's great. I'll allow
0: it. It's fantastic. Uh, yes, she is amazing. There is, I think one thing that I had in my notes here, which is kind of coming into, I don't know where, is this where Gator's sitting in Adama's Adama's office? Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing that I thought was really powerful for me is like, I think at the beginning of the last episode, you get this scene where Zarek's like sitting at Rosalind's desk in Colonial One and he's like, yes, this is where I belong. I'm like so comfortable. And in this scene you get Gaeta in Adama's really uncomfortable. And he's so uncomfortable and you can see kind of like and I thought it was just such an amazing, I don't know if it's intentional, but it's such an amazing contrast to watch that first scene and then sort of see yeah. this scene and, like, the difference of their, their approach. Like, Gator is reluctantly trying to do the right thing with this guy that he really admires, and Zarek is like, fuck yeah, this is where I belong. And what he's doing
1: in Adama's quarters is giving the official word to carry out the execution of Adama. Yeah, absolutely. And he does also the classic movie trope where he's like, carry out the execution and then please don't report back to me at all (laughs) if uh, it went well. I'll just assume it went well if I don't hear from you. (laughs) And then we see Narcho on the other line like, yes, sir, definitely, sir, definitely. There are no guns pointed at me and I'm about to shoot Adama as you ordered. Yes, correct. But really... Lee and Ty have come to the rescue. Yeah,
0: just in the nick of time.
1: And Adama and Ty have this little moment <laughs> I where he's like, I thought you
0: were dead. Oh, for a while I was. Oh, bless. Sweet,
1: Ty. They're very sweet. And Narcho has kind of a moment where he's like, yeah, man's like sorry about everything and it wasn't about you, but also I just really hate the silence mm. and I can't live with this. Yeah. It's complicated. But Adama, despite his word before where he said anyone who does a mutiny right now, there will be no forgiveness, no amnesty. He's not ready just yet. He's going to tie them up at least for now.
0: Yeah, so this is an interesting point because in the original script or cut or whatever, when Adama entered the CIC and like the next kind of scene, he shot someone Hmm. and um, Ronald D. Moore took it out and he said it's a really big regret of his because he thinks it added to the seriousness of what had happened that he kind of came into the CIC and just literally shot the first person wow. who he saw and it was like a real good bookend to like the original mutiny and he liked the gravitas that it added and he kind of regretted that they took it out so interesting mm, so I think that again it's like one of these things that probably informed the actors because I think they did shoot it <laughs> um. <laughs> but uh but anyway it was just so that was interesting you yeah. don't often hear like I mean it doesn't often be like oh I regret that we took that out usually it's like oh that was the right choice. no it
1: would have changed it would have entirely changed the tone of the end of Absolutely. the episode
0: 100% mm. especially because like what, what we've been talking about about like the decisions that have been made and how we view one as terrorism and one as like military and I think that that would have really shown that it's just the side that you're on that it indicates how you feel about something. Yep. Um, And so, yeah, I think it would have been really clever, but it's fine. R.I.P. R.I.P. Guy who was
1: like, I get a death scene on Battlestar Galactica and then probably turned on the episode to watch it as it aired and went, Oh, they cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) Tyrell found a bigger tunnel to crawl through, which is nice for him. He is going to keep, crawling and working his way to find the jump drive throughout all of this. i love
0: this i love this it all pays off all it's of the...
1: it's all really satisfying um zarek calls up roslin on the base ship and is like hey um ty is dead but also adama is dead and so maybe you guys should just give up and that would be fine." And her response is just
0: so good. Not
1: now. Not ever. And okay. So I listened to this scene like 10 times and I couldn't figure out what she was saying because I didn't know this word um but she's like i will use every weapon on this ship i will use every weapon i have down to my own eye teeth <laughs> do you know eye teeth no it means your canines oh really so it means like after we have exhausted every fucking bullet on the ship i will come and like rip your throat out with my teeth that's why we were talking about biting before. yes yes um i'd never heard the the phrase word expression i don't know eye teeth before Interesting. um that's what she means mm. and i think that i'm gonna do my best to find an audio clip of this moment this is one of rosalind's most gifable moments absolutely it is
0: i don't I've know seen if have encountered before, it yeah but i assumed it was like I, it wasn't spoilery though it's just like her like you don't know who she's against or yeah, where she is absolutely, necessarily is yeah good, but i've seen it a lot
1: but it's the the moment of i'm coming for all of you <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. She no longer cares that there are innocent people aboard that ship. Nope. She doesn't care about the final whoever. No. Nope. She doesn't care about Hera. She, doesn't care she about anything. is ready to blow that ship out of the sky. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot. And Geta decides we're going to jump. There's been enough killing, which seems fairly reasonable. Meanwhile, Adama is storming through the hallways and gaining followers in this. <laughs> I I called it Adama's army, like Dumbledore's army.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Right? I was like thinking all his about supporters yeah, standing by him. There's a movie where they have a scene like that where one person's walking and then as they're walking, people join them. That sounds really
1: familiar. Yeah,
0: I'm trying to think of what it is, but mm-hmm. I can't. Someone will know. It's, I'm sure it's been done a couple of times. I'm sure it has, but I think it's been done in like a really cheesy way at some point, it, which is probably what I'm, I, maybe I'm thinking of like, um, what's that movie where Adam Sandler goes back to school? I know. Billy Madison? Billy Madison. I think there's a scene like that in Billy Madison, but I think there's a scene in that in a lot of things. Yeah. Anyway, anyway it's a good scene. Yeah. Mm
1: and boy do we love on this show disrupting a
0: countdown at the very last second oh my goodness it's always at the very last which second. which is what
1: happens right before they're about to jump Tyrrell finally manages to Together. just in the shut nick down of the jump time. drive my
0: question is do the rest of the fleet jump that's a
1: good question <laughs> i don't know
0: because he only shuts down the FTL I think
1: drives in one ship. they could jump back if they jumped. Maybe. But I think that's a question we actually don't know. Maybe they would wait for Galactica to jump first. Because they wouldn't want to jump before Galactica and be like, where are we jumping? And what okay. Galactica's not there to sh- protect
0: They usually us.
1: all jump together. They usually do. But maybe they wait for Galactica to jump first. I don't know. Anyway for storytelling purposes, hand-wavy space science. Mm -hmm. Who knows? But Tyrrell finally makes himself useful. Thanks, buddy. It's great. And he doesn't really know at this point what's happening on the rest of the
0: ship. (laughs) He's He's been on his own for a really long time. He's just like, must not let us jump. Yes. Those silent instincts kicking in. Pretty smart.
1: Yeah. Pretty useful member of society. I think it's a real moment that shows how much
0: coming out Changes you, it just like does makes you feel better. it Does being in the closet is terrible. I mean, look for some people, it's not so easy to come out. I know, I get that, and I'm not saying like hostile ship with humans who hate your kind. If you're
1: in the closet, you're gonna be like a wife abusing narcissist. Mm, It, but just in this moment, I think coming out has done wonders for him. It has. He's been much better since. Yes and Zarek is screaming for Geta to wake up and launch your birds, and Geta, I think, finally comes to and says, weapons hold. Yeah. He knows he's lost. Once the jump drive's shut down, I think he knows he's lost, mm. and
0: that any further violence would be a waste. Mm. He's a good boy at heart. Yeah, there's actually a missing scene, which is a bit further down but relevant here, where Zarek is actually telling adama that felix should get a medal for keeping you alive Uh, and so i think that he's actually kind of like trying to defend gator like not being killed which i thought was a nice scene yeah
1: we're gonna i'm gonna have to watch a lot of these deleted
0: they're really good ones for this episode
1: adama storms in doesn't shoot anyone in this version takes back control of the CIC. Gets the president on the line just again in the nick of time and says, Madam President, this is your lover.
0: Yeah. Lover, Please lover, do not lover. shoot me.
1: So good. So good. And just, no oh, relief. God. It's beautiful. You can, like, see her heart in her throat. It's yeah. just, oh, my God. And Tyrrell has saved the day, but then,
0: what's this? A gash in the engine room do you think that maybe that will pay off later actually Ronald D. Moore says as much he's like we're setting up a lot of things and I'm like waiting for him to spoil but he never did he's just like oh and then you see this gash in the wall I wonder what that could be
1: (laughs) I mean at this point you would have to think it means something it would be pretty shit storytelling if they were like this doesn't mean anything and we'll never revisit it and then we have this perfect scene
0: i just have reunion written in really big letters with He's lots of just
1: hearts waiting for her and i feel like he, what he has done is told the guards to face the other way so they can have a moment yeah and she's climbing down the ladder so she doesn't see what's behind her and has a little moment to breathe and then turns around and they don't even say any words? Perfect. And I think this space parents Twitter account posted this scene the other day. And they just find each other and hug it's each beautiful. other. and It's really beautiful. They survived and they're together. And it makes
0: my heart explode. I just do love how this has turned into just like a love story. Yeah. It's great. It's really nice. It is.
1: Among two of our absolute most wonderful favorite characters
0: they are i I did post a gift the other day of mary mcdonnell at a convention saying that she just joined battlestar galactica so she could work with edward james almost did you see that i love that i posted it on our account i found it by accident i posted it when i posted our apology for not doing a live watch at this stage and um it was just like so precious and he's just in the background laughing (laughs) she's just like i just did it to work with him (laughs)
1: I love that. Yeah. And also, I don't know if that's 100% true, but I 100% believe it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if
0: it's true or if it's just a I joke. think
1: a lot of people, I think he was one of the first people they got on board and then everyone else was like, oh, this is legit. Yeah. I'll
0: work with him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but also Mary came on board shortly after. <sighs> I love them. They're perfect. Okay. You know who else is perfect? These two men in this scene. Gator's smoking just again. smoking. I love Drinking it. a little hot algae juice. Yeah. It's and great. Gata's talking about his
0: little boy dreams of being an architect. Oh, it's so sad. He had great ideas like restaurants shaped like food. And of course, he would have his last moments with his love of his life. So Gaius I
1: don't know if Ronald D. Moore commented on this or if this was the intention of the scene. But for me, what this said was how different would Gator's life have have been if Gaius from day one had taken a, an actual interest in him and helped him to grow and be like the brilliant mind that he could have been instead of shoving him away at every turn. Because I feel like this was the first moment where Gaius has ever sat down with Geta and just acknowledged that
0: he's an actual person. That we've seen. no. I don't I'm going to fight you on that. I'm not fighting. I'm just saying that we've seen. I'm not like I'm saying I don't know. I don't think I think for Gaeta Gaeta has uh,
1: we watched him be borderline obsessed with Gaius for a while. I think Gaius has always looked at Gaeta as a nuisance and used him for sex. Also that, yeah, I'm not denying that. Yeah, great. But I think they've ne- on Gaius's end, they've never had a real connection, and Gaius has never looked at him as anyone who is capable of genius or power or intelligence
0: at his level. And this is the first moment where he's he sitting down with him. him and respecting him. It's crazy that that's what it took. Yes, my favorite line of this is, "And please, no religion." <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh my god exactly my point <laughs> no oh my god <laughs> absolutely not Uh, yes I agree okay I agree good yeah. points but but it makes me wonder if all of this would have
1: happened if had Gaius be- Balter been like less of a douchebag
0: and been that cause Ga- who does Gaeta have I think Gaeta has a lot of respect in the CIC I think he had Douala, who was like a very close close friend and someone yeah. who really respected him But I think this is an interesting argument to make because in the wake of attacks such as the Isla Vista attacks in 2000, I want to say like 2013, 14, there are a lot of people who came out saying, well, if only women had actually like given him respect and like the time of day maybe he wouldn't have shot them all so i think that like it's an interesting thing to blame an action like this on the respect of a single person or well, not blaming but like i get your point and i think what you're saying is valid and maybe that's the case but i think that this is a case that a lot of people make in defense of sexist or white nationalist or domestic abuse abusers. it's like oh but if only she'd respected him i uh, i totally get the parallel that you're making yeah. i do
1: Um, Um, And I also, I don't know that having a closer relationship with Guy Spalter would ever make anyone a better person. No,
0: but I just think it's an interesting thing. Like, I totally get what you're saying. And maybe it's right. Like, maybe he did just need respect from someone like that. But I think Adama respected him. I think Douala respected him. I think he had the respect of the CIC. Maybe not in the way that he wanted. Maybe not in a way that he was like a someone to be rectified with. But I also don't know if that's what he was seeking either. I think that he was on a search for truth. I don't think... Or like for the right thing. I think he wanted the right things to happen. I don't think that he was motivated by his own ego. I think he was pushed no, I don't into that was. position of like being a leader, but I think the whole thing, he's like, he never puts the Admiral pins on. Right. He never puts them on. And, like, where you see Zarek, like, is, like, immediately sitting in Rosalind's like chair in here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's his motivation. All right. But I get what you're saying. But it is sad that it takes this for Gaius to, like, pay it. Like, the relationship between Boltar and Gator in this episode is very different from the one that we've seen. Like, we saw it a little bit in the prison, but this is definitely it's like all of a sudden he's treating no, in the prison, with a different
1: they were both still like playing at some sort of power grab yeah in this moment it's the first moment where they're just sitting down and having a conversation as what feels like equals yes it's it's a beautiful scene it I'm really, really glad for it. it's gorgeous and i think it it's says so much about where both of these characters have come in such a short time in mm. really the span of these nine hours yeah although i think we're past that now i think the the main events happen over nine hours and this is like the next day or something um but yeah they make a point of his leg still being itchy while he's saying i just hope People realize who I am. And Gaius says, I know who you are, Felix. Mm. And it's genuine yeah. in a way that we so rarely see Gaius being genuine. absolutely. And then we have Gaeta and Zarek facing the firing squad together. And they have this moment where they look at each other. And there's so much that's not said. And I don't think it is at all like we're friends and we did the right thing. And we're in this together. It's sort of like... I don't ag- they're both sort of
0: saying I don't agree with what you did but whatever <laughs> or in my mind were like lovingly like hey in my head that's what it was but I think I'm just really into just making gator, gator with, every, with everyone
1: gator with every man specifically yeah
0: pretty much of specifically every I'm man. not
1: against that content yeah. just for me red is like they both were looking at each other thinking you fracked this up.
0: Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. It wasn't a look of like respect or oh, hey, it was definitely it was like, that. All right. Yeah. Bye. Ronald D. Moore says it's one of his favorite endings. He calls it a hell of an ending. It is quite. And yeah. then Gaeta,
1: as we previously discussed, has this one teeny tiny little moment of it stopped mm. referring to his leg itching and then they fire and that's it.
0: That's it? That's it. R.I.P. two of my favorite characters. Yeah. I'm going to, I think,
1: retweet whoever posted.
0: (laughs) 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 We'll go find that That tweet. That response many, many months ago. Is it now that we pop the champagne? Is this the happy ending that we were popping for? We're popping for baby Gemma. Okay. Great. Yeah. I'm confused, but sure. (laughs) i
1: brought it because today's the day i have to drink it okay great all right you want counts i want counts. i got them so the first this was fascinating to me because basically every every character that was prominently featured got at least one frack great we have, have a lot in the first episode 14 fracks in the second episode 21 fracks you don't have to read all the names i will though okay Five from Zarek. This is for both episodes total. Okay. Five Zarek. Four Geta. Three each from Skulls, Narcho, Ty, and Adama. Two each from Hot Dog, Kelly, and Apollo. One each from some random guy, Racetrack, Hilo. Starbucks, Rosalind, Tyrell, and Lampkin. Really Why?
0: from Starbucks?
1: She's usually the foulest mouth, but she's just, she's just, she's just. She is so her guns. in it that yep. she doesn't even need to. K- She's saying frack with her actions. She is more than anyone. We've got Cylons. We've got our final four, Tori, Tyrell, Ty, and Anders. We've got Caprica six. We've got Athena, Hera for a half. Uh, We've got the random pilot eight that is not Athena. We have a Leoban. We have an angel six whose name is Lita. And a little black dress six who is making a lot of important decisions. And then like one random eight in the background.
0: Nice. Yeah. Um, I think the next episode is the one where we meet the final fifth. Is it? How do you know that? Uh, I think the synopsis when it came up, it was like, we meet the last of the final five Mm. or something like that. Maybe we should go and watch that right now. I think we will. I don't know if I want to say it's Ellen or not. Because it feels like it's too obvious. This is your moment
1: up. for the prediction.
0: You cannot predict after this moment. Okay. I'm going to say Ellen. But it also might not be Ellen. But it feels like. I don't think it's Starbuck. And I feel like they're the two that have been there. And I feel like we saw Ellen in the back flash with. Back flash? Flashback? Sure. We've been recording for a good three hours now. Uh, the flashback with Ty. So I. Yeah. I guess. I'm going to hesitantly because it seems too obvious predict it all right okay that's heard my it prediction here. I
1: think that's it for us I'm, I'm super interested to see
0: the kind of aftermath of this episode as am I great because it's been a minute okay um we're gonna pop some champagne we are and thank you everybody we will be back next week with the next episode and in the meantime I'm gonna do a Ronald D Moore sign off and say goodbye and good luck <laughs> You came into my life, and my world never looked so bright. It's true, you bring out the best of me when you are around. Think keep
1: getting better